0: Level with you guys on something today, and I'm being completely serious here when I ask that you don't, don't just hold it against me because it does involve hopes and dreams, and all fans rightly cling to their hopes and dreams. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into. Hockey and or baseball, I also offer daily shots of penguins and pirates where you found this. It was one play on one drill at minicamp. And I'm really, really reluctant to share this with you because you don't get to see These practices and these drills and everything so you don't get to see the full body of work of where these players are right now within the fair parameter of, you know, football in shorts and minimal contact and all that stuff. So everything that you think to yourself by human nature when it comes to draft picks in particular is going to be positive. It's going to be that player is as pure as the new fallen snow. Until the first time you get to see them in a preseason game, maybe make a mistake, and even then you still love them, and it's just, that was Matt Canada's fault and whatever. If I've learned anything in a lifetime in this business, it's that fans, whether it comes in the form of viewers, listeners, readers, really, really, really hate when you rain on their hopes and dreams, and the hopes and dreams are never more strongly felt than when it comes to young players. The nastiness that I would get back when I would say something even remotely negative about a young player. Well, it's it's gonna happen with this one, okay? And I know that no matter what I say to you in advance, it's gonna happen with this one. Who do you think you are? You don't know anything, you da da else, da, da, just because it goes after hopes and dreams. All right, now I've gotten the disclaimer out of the way. There was a play, this was at minicamp, where one particular draft pick, a prominent draft pick, had an opportunity to make a play and did make that play. Only this individual made that play with such an awkward show of athleticism that As I was standing on the field next to a former NFL quarterback watching this, I turned to him and I said, what was that? And he said, yeah, people are going to see that. And I said, they're not going to like that. And he said, no, they're not. But that's always been part of his repertoire. That's just part of who he is. And I thought to myself, you know what? There's got to be at least some responsibility on the part of people like me who cover the team to be able to say to everybody who rightly is excited about this rookie class, just cool it a little bit. I have never in a quarter century being around this team seen the general public get more stoked about a draft class than this one. And it almost feels a little bit over the top. And while you'll recover from it when you see this individual do this thing that I just described, and you'll be fine with it and you'll adjust. My concern here is that these players are arriving with such Through the roof, I think, that's the sense that I get, expectations from the fan base that if and when something doesn't match this level of hopes and dreams that everybody has, I think it can turn bad on them in a hurry. I really do. I'm going to give you an example here, only this time I'm going to mention names. Corey Trice Jr. had a few pretty nice days through OTAs and minicamp. Seventh-round corner, for anybody who doesn't know, 6'3", crazy long, has the athleticism to match and everything else. Two passes defensed and one interception in the same day. Patrick Peterson confirmed that so that reporters could report it. And Pat Pete was going berserk about this kid, and that got reported too. And immediately, the reaction was, Wow, that's great! Seventh-rounder! Second reaction was, Where was Joey Porter Jr.? And why is he not making these plays? Well, I can tell you, with conviction, Porter probably had a better overall session of these OTAs and minicamp than Trice did. But everything right away, not everything, a lot of people, from what I gather, the feedback I get, social media, etc., was, what about Porter? Maybe they picked them in the wrong order. Maybe Porter shouldn't have been da 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 da, and imagine they were going to take him with the first pick. Very similar to Broderick Jones, something happened like that, where a lot of people were. And again, this was fair and accurate, glowing about the way Dan Moore Jr. showed up. He was in better shape. He's a little bit bigger. And he came with an attitude. He is going to fight for that job. And you know what? As I've reported to you myself, he also might fight for the other tackle's job. Great. Awesome. But that means, by necessity, that Broderick Jones is a disappointment. Oh, football in shorts. But people were getting on Jones right away. Someone asked me last week, just last week. What about the disappointing minicamp that Jones had? What? <laughs> He's disappointing anything. He's learning the playbook. He's getting to know people's names. They're literally not allowed to even push and shove each other out there. You know? You, you, you have no idea what he can do based on anything that occurred on the south side this summer. Certainly not at that position, not Jones and not more, but we're ready to pounce all over him. All I'm saying is there are some really, really promising players in this class and sticking with a, a positive mind frame is totally healthy. But uh, I've also had people ask me, but is this the best class they've had since 1974? You know, the one with all of the Hall of Famers in it? <laughs> Easy easy you know there's not that many days i think it's as of today i want to say it's like 28 or something until they actually get to la trobe and then we'll start sorting this stuff out but don't think of any of these players any of these youngsters As being some sort of cure-all or superstars or anything like that it's just not fair certainly not to them when we come back j1q this segment of daily shot is brought to you by our good friends at mike's beer bar they're located on federal street directly across from pnc park mike has more than 500 beers on tap including from more than 50 local breweries Stop in and say hello. Tell Mike we sent you. Mike's Beer Bar. Today's J1Q comes from Lester, who says, DK, it seems like you don't think Pat Friermuth has superstar potential. I believe that he can ascend to being a top five tight end by the end of the coming season. What's Muth lacking in your opinion? My answer to you, Lester, is nothing. However, you were far from the only one to take exception to my characterization yesterday of the Steelers' offense lacking, A, a superstar, and B, anyone with superstar potential other than George Pickens. And that's 100% fair game. What we're talking about here is opinions. My opinion, your opinion, whatever. You have a right to yours, I have a right to mine. But where I feel like something got lost in the interpretation, not just with yourself, but also with a lot of people who responded to that episode, was how to define a superstar. That term gets thrown around an awful lot. Everybody who comes up is a young, exciting superstar of the so-and-so, and depending on someone's definition of the term, you could have as many as 50 of those in the league. You could have as few as three. I don't have a number in mind, but I did hear from people yesterday who pointed out that so-and-so could make the Pro Bowl and that that would make them a superstar. Really? Have you ever gone through the Pro Bowl rosters? All the way through them? Are all of those people superstars? Okay, it's your definition. I had someone else come back at me not only that Najee Harris has superstar potential, but that he's a superstar right now. I can't begin to imagine what that would be based off of. I loved his last nine games of this past season. I'm not sure that I loved a whole heck of a lot else that came before that. I'm not sure that he loved a whole heck of a lot else that came before that. Remember, it was Najee who decided in the bye week that he was going to go spend time in the classroom with the offensive line and try to get things going because he was tired of being held to so few yards per carry, per game. That wasn't me judging him. That was Najee's own assessment. He most definitely would tell you that he's not a superstar right now, by anybody's definition. But but, but I shouldn't say that. Everyone's got their own. So from my own standpoint, if I'm going around the league, I could probably come up with, I would say, a healthy number for the superstar category would be a dozen. Partly because, if you're thinking of the nature of the word superstar, they've got to be a star. And the NFL is so massive that it's naturally going to have more superstars than what you would see, for example, in Major League Baseball at National Hockey League. So I'll say 12, okay? At least, again, my own completely abstract definition, I can come up with 12. On the Steelers roster, the current Projected 53. The one player that I'd put in that category in those 12 is the obvious. It's TJ. Defensive player of the year. Multiple time finalist for defensive player of the year. Uh, This is a superstar. This is, and I say this a lot only because I mean it, one of the best football players on the planet. One of the best athletes on the planet. That, to me, is a superstar. Now, if you want to take it and just stay on that side of the ball and try to throw Minka Fitzpatrick into that, I'll make all kinds of arguments in Minka's favor, but the part of me that'll make them against Minka being in that top 12 are gonna win out, okay? So I'm not doing this to get into some kind of radio talk show. Let's do a top 10 list, everybody, and that kind of stuff, because I really don't like it. I am saying that that's why I was as tough as I was yesterday, or strict, I guess, in coming up with the assessment about who could be a superstar on the Steelers roster. The guy that I mentioned is having that potential, Pickens. Look at who he'd have to pass up to get into that same top 12 overall players in the NFL, just at his own position. He'd have to be better than Jamar Chase. He'd have to be at least comparable to Justin Jefferson. That's a really high hill to climb. So I I hope you see now where I was coming from. I wasn't trying to knock anybody. I just think superstar means... Well, the the, the word super should mean something. I appreciate the question and all the feedback and everything else. Always, we will do another one of these shows tomorrow. Thanks so much for listening to Daily Shot of Steelers.